Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. July 19, 2023. This is a hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Nick Rash sleeping in. He's going to join us shortly, but he's in Nashville. He's he's partying. It's a it's a it's a little it's a fellas trip down there for SEC Media Days with Nick Roush, Adam Luckett, and the boys. But they'll be tuned, he'll be tuned in at some point joining us. We don't know when, but we do have our world-class producer, Justin Kalen. Scoots, how are you? I'm good. I uh, I did not stay up till two in the morning. I went to bed at the prompt old time of nine thirty. So I'm feeling really good today. It's my Friday at the hotel. That means I've got what today, Sunday, and Monday. So I got three hotel shifts left until vacation. So that's pretty exciting that I'm I'm down under under one hand now in terms of days at the hotel. So yeah, I'm feeling really good. It it almost feels like an actual Friday for me. But we've still got this show and then. Thursday and Friday, obviously, as well. So I'll be hyped for those. But yeah, it's it's vacation time. It's it's getting close. I'm starting to. That's I'm at the point now, TJ, where that's really all I can think about. Now three more days of work, but you're already saying you're on vacation time. No, I, I'm just my brain is on vacation time. My body is still very much here on work time, but my brain is on vacation time. It's the underrated part about vacations is the vacation itself always should be fun. I, I'm sure we've all had underwhelming vacations, but for the most part, when you're planning a trip or you're planning a little break from work, doing something, most of the time, that's good. You don't have any issues with it, uh, and it lives up to the expectations. But the underrated part about vacation time is the buildup to vacation mm-hmm. time, what you're doing right now. Uh, it just it, it, It's such a nice break from the day-to-day work and just the old rigmarole. But if you have a vacation to look forward to and you're like, oh, I'm only a few days away. I'm only a week away. You can even do it. I'm a month away. It is always nice to have something to look forward to. Vacations give you something to kind of think about, dream about, wish about for months before it actually happens. And you're fully you're fully invested in that feeling right now. You 
even though you're not in vacation mode, you're kind of in vacation mode. Yeah. That's the underrated part of vacation. I mean, I don't leave until Tuesday around 1, and I've already got my bag out that I'm going to use sitting on my floor. I've started to put some clothes around the bag that I'm going to pack. And, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm full-blown ready for this thing. But you're right, TJ. It's the the anticipation and looking forward to something. There really is nothing better, although – when I heard you say it, it kind of sounds like a sad way to live, right? Just shouldn't we take it just one day at a time? Isn't that what everybody says? And that's what I normally do, but once vacation time is here, yeah, I just I can't help think about it. Well, it's funny. That, I mean, that, that is comical that you already have your bag out six days before <laughs> you're leaving, or I guess a week before, assuming you got it out yesterday. That is funny, um, but you know, I can't can't say I blame you. I think we've all been there a time or two. And you are just going to Wisconsin, correct? Correct. Yeah. Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> but, so, you laugh, but we, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. My buddy has a, him and his wife have a whole itinerary. And I was going to, Okay, I, w- I want to hear the itinerary. I just want you to know, though, I'm not laughing at you going to the Dells. That sounds nice. I'm not, I'm not one to judge. Where Roush went to Arkansas for a vacation. And went to, like, train museums. Northern Indiana. Like he went to the beaches of northern Indiana. I'm not I'm not vacation shaming the Wisconsin Dells by any means. I bet you're gonna have a blast. It's just it's not a it's not a trip that you have to pack six days in advance for for the Wisconsin Dells. That's a trip you could pack twenty minutes for. Uh, I need to go grab I'm gonna go grab two button up shirts. I'll grab two golf polos, two nice pair of golf shorts, or maybe a nice pair of slacks, and then just swimming trunks, sandals, undies. The rest of the vacation yeah but it's not a, it's not a hard pack but that's the thing with me tj if i don't get a jump start on it i know for a fact that i am going to be doing it as i get off of spears on tuesday as i'm waiting for my buddy to get to my house and odds are when i get there he's already going to be there so i don't want to pack when he's there so if i don't get a jump start on it i am a a world-class, not only world-class producer, but I am a world-class procrastinator as well. So I've got to get a jump on those sort of things so I can stay ahead of the game, if you will. Understandable. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. All right, you were going to, when I was laughing at the Wisconsin Dells, not at that, but at you packing six days in advance for the Wisconsin Dells, what were you going to say? So I'm, I'm actually going to pack pretty heavy for this trip, and I'll tell you why. So <laughs> m- my buddy and his wife have a itinerary. And they, they said it's full, they're, they've got all kinds of stuff planned. So originally I was like, oh, cool, shoot it over to me so I can know what to pack for and all that. And then I, I sent him a message right back, and I was like, actually, don't send me the itinerary. I'm just going to roll with the punches. So I, I really have no idea what we're getting into. I know the resort we're staying at is attached to, I want to say, the biggest water park in Wisconsin. So I know I'm going to bring some swim trunks and a towel, but I, other than that, I, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to bring because I don't, I don't really know what's on the docket. I know we'll go out to eat probably a lot, of, a lot but we'll see. It's going to be fun. Interesting. Interesting strategy. Yeah. I, I, I think I would like to know what's on the docket. That way, if there's something on the docket I'm not crazy about, not going to come as a surprise to me, and maybe you get a little Scooter Dingus alone time. Oh, that, I mean, that'll happen, too. And and I was actually talking to him last night, and uh, how can I say this in a radio-friendly way? In a roundabout way, I told him that I would take the kids out for uh, for a night if need be. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you you just let me know. Give me the signal. I'll, I'll bring the kids somewhere. We'll go play some video games or something at an arcade. 
Well, I, I know that they say that the water parks at the Wisconsin Dells usually drive women crazy, so you, you could be babysitting multiple nights. Hey, oh, uh, that's a nice gesture from you, Scoots. Although pretty uh, somewhat awkward. I mean, th- it's just the nature of the matter. My buddies are rabbits. That that set that set of friends just rabbits. Yeah, you 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 know this about this. Oh couple. yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows that about this couple that knows that couple. Why does everybody know this about this? That their like favorite thing to do as a couple nah, is to make passionate love together. They're just they're very open about that sort of thing. Uh, how many kids do they have? Uh, two. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and can't have any. Del- can't have any more. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, all right. Well. So you're going to be on babysitting duty from time to time. Perhaps. Yeah. You're gonna be swimming. Are you gonna bring the golf clubs? Any golfers? No, I don't. I don't foresee any golf this trip. As much as I would like to get out and, and hit the links, I think I just need that time to sit back and do nothing. I don't. I don't even. You know how how you have to think on the golf course. I'm not trying to think at all on this trip. That, that's interesting. Uh, it's a vacation, though. Like, wouldn't you want? Wouldn't you? And there's some really nice golf supposedly near the Wisconsin. Yeah, Dells. I'm I'm sure there are, but I don't know. They're they're the ones driving up their vehicle, and I don't want to have to be like, hey, can I use the vehicle for a couple hours? Go golf, you know what I mean? So, and and I don't really want to take up that space in the car with my golf clubs. At some point, I'm wondering, are you considered one of? Are you kid number three in this trip? Uh, yes. Is it yes. Parent, parent, kid, kid, scoots, kid number three. Very, very much so. I actually, um, so Dude, my buddy. I'll read you something funny. He sent me a TikTok last night, and I don't I don't do the whole TikTok thing, but I decided to click on this one. But basically, it was this this guy, probably about my age, and they were at a lake, and he's sitting there messing with a couple of the kids. And the caption was, "Every couple needs a Justin. He's my boyfriend's childhood's best friend. Single, no kids, but he joins all of our family adventures like he's our other kid. He's our daughter's unofficial drunkle." 100% he's going to be drunk 90% of the time. Justin is always down to do something dumb with us or for us. We love our Justin. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's 100% the relationship. That's very nice. Nice <laughs> message. Nice to send along to you. Uh, and it seems like you know where you stand there oh, in the yeah. pecking order. I think you should golf. If I'm going on, of course, I am going on like a little weekend getaway. But if I was going somewhere and I didn't really have any, if, many responsibilities and i could kind of do whatever i wanted i'd be bringing the golf clubs and i'd be golfing does putt putt count we might we might do putt putt uh putt putt's fun but no it doesn't count as it doesn't doesn't scratch the golf itch necessarily but Mm. it's a good time uh and you'll be leaving for that on tuesday correct yep tuesday afternoon i'll be back Probably really late on Saturday, so I'm I'm only gonna miss the three show. Well, no, I won't be here Monday either because the media golf scramble. So I got a little surprise in store for you all on Monday. I'll tell you later. Ooh, actually, I don't know if I'll be here Monday either because I'll have uh, the same X golf scramble. Ooh, so no show. Mm-hmm. I was the- thinking about doing the show out there, but the tea time starts when we're out there. So then I thought maybe I'll do a little bit out there, and then I thought. Well, maybe I just won't do any of it, and it's not that going to be that big of a deal. But now that you're not going to be there, so that's on the thirty first. 
No, that's the 24th. Oh, yeah, mine's the 31st. So you're saying, I got you. You're yeah, yeah, the yeah. following Monday. The following your Monday, vacation. yeah. Mine's yeah. this Monday. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll probably, then you and you and Roush will probably be oh, okay. yeah. Roush out partying in Nashville. He sent us a text at 2 a.m. Crazy. Which, should we read the text? I think sure, yeah, text. let's but, do it. The listeners want to hear what the no text doubt. says. No doubt, no doubt. It said, outlasted T-Bob and Chris Doring, the other morning radio guys that made it out, setting the alarm for before showtime, but might be a couple minutes late. We're now 16 minutes late. He's late. He's late, <laughs> folks. He's late. He was out partying with T-Bob and Chris Doring, the other morning guys. He outlasted them. He got, got to win. Scoots, I do have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I did tell Roush it was okay if he was late to the radio shows this week. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, you you said that. I remember you saying that. I sent him a, I sent him another text though. Oh, okay. Just saying, like, because it is sometimes funny how this works. I got three individual text messages yesterday. One from a podcast listener, two from live listeners, just saying Roush sounds like death. What's wrong <laughs> with Roush? Is Roush sick? You better stay away from him. I was like, well, we're not in studio, so don't have to worry about catching whatever he's got. I think the only thing he's got is a bad case of a hangover. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to let him know that he could don't don't go to bed early for Nashville partying just to make it just for up early on the radio show. Yeah. So like, you know, we'd like to hear you. We know you got important things to say. It's SEC media days. There's a lot going on in Nashville. So join us at some point, but you don't have to be there bright and early Ooh. in the morning. What about now? Now, now works too, though. Now's yeah. a good time. He has joined uh, us. He's awake or maybe in his bed, barely awake. We don't really know <laughs> what the deal is, but we do know that you outlasted T-Bob and Chris Doreen last night. Yeah. How are you, Nick Roush? Just tired. And, man, it, I, I didn't know how it would sound once I started Doing the talking thing, who he? I sound much worse than I feel for doing radio for so long. You do some things that I that surprised me. Like you didn't talk before you got ready. You didn't <laughs> go in the bathroom, have some water, clear your throat, make sure you didn't sound like the black plague in vocal form. Well, I did, and then and then I still went to go talk, and it was just like, <laughs> what is happening with my voice right now? This is weird. Um, but no, yeah, we did it. We made it. It um, it was one of those things that I we had a like uh, a function with the bosses at a rooftop bar that was it, it was it was cool. It was a good it was a good hang. There was a lot of people there too, where I talked to them on Slack or Twitter or whatever. It's like, oh, this is nice to put names to faces, do a little bit of schmoozing, and it was great. Went back, got some food. It was like, ooh, I could could fall asleep right now, or we could we could we could double down on our schmoozing. And it was a great idea though, because uh, the the people that were out and about last night, it was a it was a who's who of of folks. And the thing that that made like, I, I don't really know much about the business. I know from a content side of things, like what's good and bad. And I know the people who are talking heads and everything, but when you had uh, the folks who were paid by the World Wide Leader that wanted to grab uh, Shannon Terry's ears, like, okay, 
when, when everybody is kind of, I don't want to say getting in line, but like when everybody wants to talk to your boss, it's like, okay, like, all right, we, we, we work, or the boss knows what's, what's going on. Like we, we've got a good one. Things are in the right direction. And it was, it was, it was just a good night out. The, there was an Arkansas booster out that was benefactor. She, he was, he was bankrolling some of the drinking operations last night. Um, there was, uh, you know, just your ESPNers that, I mean, Dari, uh, Noka and Muckett, they became pals. They had like a handshake thing going on. It was, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, um, feel free to bust me up on the Thorns text on 502 414 It was well worth it. Well worth it. Well, good. That's exciting. Do, did you have a handshake with any celebrity media members? The um, T-Bob is one of the and, – and T-Bob A. Bear is his name. He was the center for the LSU teams that – the one that won the national championship under Les Miles. His dad played there, and he does uh, sports radio in New Orleans or Baton Rouge, or one of the two, and he also has a pretty popular SEC podcast. He does one with Chris Doring, and then another one with Aaron Murray, his daily shows with Jacob Hester. So, like, it was a very much, uh, like, this guy comes in, and he's got, like, a long hair and a cowboy hat on. He's wearing Crocs. And, I'm, and TJ, you, you know, I'm a character. When he walks into the room, I'm immediately, like, I, I feel like I'm white collar. So, when he kind of dapped me up and was like, we're having ourselves a night, boys. Like, and th- that was uh, like, oh, okay. So, all right, we're doing this. And like, he immediately, it was like, we were best friends. And I think I've talked to him one other time for a second. And this time it was like, we were, we were best friends. So that, that was, that was nice. That was nice. Aaron Murray kind of similarly, we're like, I'm done radio wow. with him, but, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, Andy Staples, a colleague now, he was uh, he was not a, a, a late nighter, but like we were talking. Yeah, right. Like talking with him and, and Chris Doring sharing his story about um, coming to Nashville with his baseball uniform on. That that was just comedy. So um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was fun uh, chopping it up and feeling like you're a, you're one of the the end guys in the SEC and really we're just a bunch of bloggers. Like, right. Like, what, what, what am I doing here? It is a funny world we live in just because the football coaches, the coaches of a game are all meeting in the same town. You just get a bunch of different media members as an excuse to go party and mingle with one another, chat, share stories, all in the name of a sport. What a country. Yeah. What a country we live in. Uh, I imagine when you're just introducing people, like I'm sure it's a lot of like people look familiar or you've heard of the names or you've seen their Twitter pictures or something like that. But does it kind of turn into a, you know what, measuring contest where it's like, well, I'm a writer for on three KSR. I do a radio show called Kentucky Roll Call in the morning. (laughs) I have a podcast with this guy over here called 11 Personnel. Oh, and I also do a little thing called the Kentucky Sports Radio Football Podcast. Is it just like you try to list up all of the things you do? Uh, Because I remember some of the rivals conferences being, there were some people that really wanted you to know all the cool things they did. 
that is uh, something that doesn't happen as much as I would think. And the thing that is funny, though, is that when you introduce yourself as a Kentucky guy, how the SEC associates with, like, what where they're – so um, there's a guy from Georgia, Rusty Manziel, who's – he's new to on three, but he's, he's a big deal in the recruiting world. His Kentucky thing is Jeff Shepard because he remembers Jeff Shepard running track and winning the high jump in high school, right? So uh, a dude from Texas A&M, his association is Billy G. Like, that was this guy. And then and then what I try to do is I try to do the like, oh, well, I might know so-and-so or something. Like uh, having a, a cousin that's a head coach, it's like, Oh yeah, if you need Jeff Brom, I can get you Jeff Brom. Like that, that, that can help. Um, what the, what's the other thing that I, I put? Oh, Bobby Petrino. Hey, he, he's, he, he's won media day so far. Let me, yeah. It's like let me tell you what Bobby Petrino is going to do at Texas A and M, and then they're like, oh yeah, I need to hear about Bobby Petrino. So that uh, actually, yeah, shout out to Bobby Petrino for making my job easier. Job probably going to get a little tougher today. Mark Stoops and the UK core down there, they're going to be speaking. You need to be on your best behavior. What mm-hmm. time is that at? Is that at 320? Yeah, 335. Yeah, in that neck of the woods, uh, Eastern time. Uh, Nick Saban's up first, too. So there's a lot of. Never heard of him. Yeah, a lot of juice. A lot of juice in the room when Nick Saban's there. Um, Are you going to get a, a nap in today? Probably not. Oh Probably no! Not. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We'll we'll be fine. We'll just push through. Um, they had this thing called coffee, uh, five hour energies. I brought one of those down to Nashville. So yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Well, thank gosh you brought it across state lines. I don't think they sell any down there. So you, I'm glad you brought it with you. <laughs> when do you all come back, Ross? Uh, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Uh, when, when you least expect it. <laughs> Uh, Scooch, I, I know you're wondering. I'm wondering all the same. Roush, did you make coffee for everybody this morning? I did. And I wow, what a two. guy! What a guy! Coffee guy. I did the thing too, where I made it last night, and I just pushed the button, and then came in here, and so that coffee isn't going to get drank until first break. So gotcha, um, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, good stuff. Roush is here. He's waking up. We appreciate him. He was out partying last night with some of the the C list celebrities of SEC country, mm-hmm. and he's got more stories to tell. We've got more from Media Day. We do need to talk basketball. Some bad news on that front, and then uh, just plenty of other nonsense on your Wednesday. Make sure you oh. start your day at a Thornton's. They do have five hour energies. I can confirm that, Roush. And much less nonsense. I've got lots of nonsense. I would also really like a breakfast burrito. That mm. that would hit the spot right now. Um, need we we need to get more Thorntons in Nashville, Tennessee, the Music City. It should be the Thornton City. I'm also getting an email from Thorntons this morning saying it's National Hot Dog Day, and <laughs> again. Uh, they you ch- check your app for one refreshing reward will contain a reward for a free hot dog today. Scoots, yesterday they they have uh, snack time, and the way it's listed on the media, it does make me feel like a child where it's like snack, and they roll out a bunch of 
tables of food to Radio Row. And day one, I, I did, I was like, I'm staying on diet. But day two, I'd seen the hot dogs. I needed to have a hot dog. Unwrapped the hot dog, bit into it. It was a jalapeno cheddar dog. Wow. Oh, what a treat. What a treat. That is such a nice surprise. But like, maybe don't give a bunch of overweight media <laughs> members jalapeno cheddar dogs and then just go fart all over each other in this hotel ballroom. That's actually what I'm sitting here thinking. Is there like a conglomerate of people that are more horny for food than media members? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Man, that, they're more a, they're more horny for food than they are women. It's crazy. Which is very hard to like that. that that's saying a lot, you know. What would you say the, the the man to woman ratio at SEC Media Days is? Oh, Heather Denich had a tweet about it. She's ESPN's college football playoff reporter, and the main media room is really bad because the main media room is like people who like you can smell them when you look at them, right? Like it's <laughs> a bunch of nose pickers. But like so the other rooms where it's like TV or digital media, that that that's much more of an eclectic, diverse females, minorities, everything. But like the main media room, it is booger eating podcasters that just smell or newspaper. Or, yeah, that that that's a. I, I I feel like a a looker who's been on a diet in that room. And, <laughs> We're going to take our first break. When we come back, your favorite types of hot dogs and what you put on them and why the only answer to that question is ketchup. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Oh. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caleb. I went to jail at the age of 15, a young buck selling drugs and such. Who never had much, trying to get a clutch on what I could not touch. The court played me short, now I face incarceration. Pacing, no one upstates my destination. Handcuffed in back of a bus, 40 of us. Life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. But as the world turned, I learned life was hell. Living in the world no different from a... Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Now let's go to Ollie Williams with the Adoptive Pet of the Week. Who wants this dog? Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big yeah, X this Sports is Radio. Holly Williams should be asking who wants that hot dog on National Hot Dog Day, July 19th, 2023. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. To answer the, the teaser there before the break, the, the best hot dog is a golf course hot dog at the turn. And the only thing that any human should be putting on a hot dog is ketchup with very minor exceptions. So there's the answer to your question, and a lot of people were wondering, and that is not opinion-based. That's actually factual, both those things. So there you have it. No need to throw it to the other guys. If it's, if it's chili and cheese, though, like if you can do a chili cheese dog, do you also do the ketchup or just chili cheese? Just chili cheese, and that is the one exception. There is a time and place for a chili cheese dog, but it is not the best way to consume a hot dog. But there, but there is a time and place for a chili cheese dog. That's it. What about with just nacho cheese? Ooh, really? Get out. That's my favorite way to eat a hot dog. Really? When, I've never, I've never seen you eat a hot dog with nacho cheese. You've on. never seen me eat a hot dog. Period. Scooch, I see you eat a hot dog once a week. <laughs> Negative. 
you always bring it into the studio. You say, everybody want to watch me eat this hot dog? And we all say, all right, Scooch, it's your weekly hot dog. And we watch you eat the hot dog. It's a delicious breakfast. We've never seen you have chili cheese on a hot dog. You don't do that. You're just, you're you're playing to the audience. Because that Uh, behooves me in so many ways. I've learned that in my older age, I'll do the stinky stuff in addition to the chili and cheese. Like, I'll still onions, mustard, relish, and chili cheese on top of it. Oh, yeah. See, that's the one thing that I thought we could all get behind, is that mustard is disgusting. But here comes Roush. Oh, no. I, I, now, like, different kind. I probably have three different uh, kinds of mustard uh, in my fridge at home. I, too, really love mustard. Yeah. Whether it's honey... Dijon, um, what's state stadium mustard is the best though, Scoots. That now, is the, the oh. best mustard is the mustard that you get from like a Chinese restaurant. That's the best <laughs> mustard. Man, that might even be too mustardy for me, but I know what you're talking about. It's like spicy. Oh, it's so good. Oh, there's also the White Castle monster, or mustard. That's true. That's like, where I don't. I'll never have this on anything except a White Castle. Uh, I don't even know wh- how. What is this that I'm eating? Roush, I, don't, I don't know, but it's good. Does your wife make any like tuna salad or chicken salad of any sort? No, I, I will for myself. Okay, she does not like next time, next time you make some for yourself, put that Dusseldorf on your tuna or chicken salad sandwich. I promise you, it's life changing. Okay. So freaking right, I'll, good. I'll, I'll think about it. I, adding. Uh, jalapenos to my tuna or chicken salad that's been a fun addition uh, so yeah i well, one thing that wasn't very fun though is Gross. as the day was winding down yesterday i mean it's zach arnett spoke he had the the same time that stoops will talk today at 3 30 eastern and it's like all right well we've been doing a lot of stuff we'll make sure we stay for the last coach and then we're going to bounce well, it was not long after he spoke that the SEC guy went over the intercom and said, we're expecting some thunderstorms in the area. And if you're not staying at the hotel, you might want to leave because we could lose power. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Well, the big bummer of it all, TJ, is they were, they were going to do an, an SEC Nation show on Broadway. They had set up a stage for a concert from Midland, and it did storm like hell. And I was dodging debris on the road as we pulled into our Airbnb. But by the time the concert was supposed to start, after they had already canceled it, it had cleared up. That was that was a bummer because it's like, oh, we could have been on this rooftop and had a country music concert, but like not like a big new. I don't know much about Midland TJ. They did Ford Castle a few years ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is fun." Was was going to enjoy that, but whether Mother Nature had had different plans. Um, Mid puts the Midland no Midland puts the Mid in Midland, as the kids would say. Is that what they say? That's a, a verbatim quote. Actually, I don't know anything about Midland. But that seemed like a pretty low-hanging fruit joke to make in regards to the popular word mid. 
nowadays that Ra- the kid used. Ra- it is a very popular word. It's yeah. probably a good thing they didn't play because they got that song, uh, Drinking Problem, and I could just see you screaming at the top of your lungs and that's, you wouldn't be able to talk this morning. That's Midland. That's like Midland. That yeah. That's how's, that, how's that one go? People say I got a drinking problem. I don't, I don't remember the rest. But it ain't got no problem at all. There you go. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. keep on rocking, rocking and talking. Oh. They say it's a problem. I call it a solution. Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, now wow. you got it. Karaoke. Uh, I, did, I also did not know that that was Midland. That's Midland. There was the guy that was playing the bar that we were at last night. That dude rocked. Like, was singing, should have been a cowboy when we walked in and had the, like, deep kind of chesty vocals oh that was great and then end of the night doing one of those i didn't mind it from him sunday best they would annoy me because i had it memorized but tj you know how they would do the thing where they would like mix in a bunch of rap songs right like and they're playing country music but they meant he did that to end the night or and and when i say in the night it was not last call we made it out before last call so yeah, that's good. Responsibility mm-hmm. from Nick Roush, but when I'm a, I'm a sucker for that, right? Any anytime you can cross pollinate your genres and also um, kind of what can, what can remix, like I'm I'm here for it. here for it. Did you weirdly go touch any woman's long hair last night? No, uh, no, no. Odd uh, women's long hair conversations. Although I did compliment somebody on their Crocs, like so, you know, part of what happens. Um, uh, I was standing next to T Bob, and a group of random people wanted to. One guy was like, "I love your cowboy hat. Can I wear it for a second? I'll trade you my hat." And he had a mullet, and he really wanted to wear this cowboy hat. And in exchange for wedding, for getting to wear the cowboy hat for. Maybe 30 seconds. He also was like, here's tequila shots for you and your friend. And so that that was, uh, I, I regret that. I, I, that is my only regret. Were you wearing the cowboy hat? No, I was not. But I've always worn, like I've never, I've never worn a cowboy hat. I'm a big hat guy. Why haven't I worn a cowboy hat? Yeah, uh, that, that is interesting. Maybe this is the trip you get one. Although, again, next year, SEC Media Days in Dallas, you'll have to have one by then. Oh, for sure. And I, I'm hoping that some of the UK guys wear their boots or cowboy hats because, as we said yesterday, Radcliffe, Nicholasville, J.J. Uh, Weaver is Broward County in Louisville. But, like, I, I, I would love to see J.J. Weaver rocking some cowboy boots down here at SEC Media Days. It'd be nice. It, it would be good. Uh, while we were talking country music, this is hot in the news today. Oh, Miranda uh, Lambert? Did you see the Miranda Lambert clip? I did, and I love um, – if you haven't seen the Miranda Lambert clip because it's not on your social media feed, you're We've probably got it not up. on we, social we media. We can play it right now. Okay, go ahead and play it. Here, here is Miranda Lambert talking to fans. She starts a song, stops the song in the middle to address the fans. Here it is from Scoops. Something bound to fall apart. Stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. These girls are worried 
about the shelf or you're not listening to the song, it's pissing me off a little bit. into the I'm singing country damn music part. Yeah, that's done. What do we think of that? Scoots? Well, she, she's just mad that they're trying to take a selfie? Is that what was happening? That's what's happening. She wants them to enjoy the music, not be worried about their selfie. Scoots, what's your take? Um, I mean, I think that's a little ridiculous. I mean, if you, if you didn't want ta- people taking pictures or videos, maybe you should have had like a hands-free experience, like I had to do with the Kevin Hart comedy tour. Yeah, wasn't, there, wasn't there some shenanigans after the Kevin Hart comedy tour? Couldn't you not get your cell phone back or something? Oh yeah, I mean, I just I, I, was, I was I was hammered, so I couldn't find any of my group, and I didn't know where to go to get my freaking pouch unlocked. Yeah, it was. I knew there, I knew there were some shenanigans involved with that. Okay, I, I'm uh, shocked that that's our take from Scoots. Though I was expecting him. Scoots is our resident old man. I was expecting Scoots mm-hmm. to be like, "Yeah, stay off your phones, live in the moment." A hundred percent agree, Roush. I, I mean, I literally pulled that clip because I figured you and I would probably say how silly Miranda Lambert is, which we're going to do here shortly. But Scoots, I did. I would have lost the bet on that. I would have thought you'd say, "Yeah, she probably shouldn't have done it that way." But there is truth to just being able to enjoy the concert, enjoy the moment. You don't need to be on your phones the entire time. I thought for sure you were going to go that route. I mean, I definitely have that mindset. So you all aren't far off. I just didn't vocalize it that way. But no, I know Miranda Lambert charges fans a hundred dollars to take selfies with her. So. I don't know if maybe that's part of the issue. She's not getting her money. There was three girls taking selfies, and that she's sitting there counting up the dollars. I don't know what's going on, but that's—I I just think that's a little ridiculous. I mean, people it's more are than a little ridiculous. It's—it's it's a pretty bad look, and yeah. I'm not one to really like overreact off this stuff. But to stop, like, I, I just what a ridiculous premise. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be the phone police at my own concert, and when I'm singing, everybody needs to not be on their phone talking to me. Uh, and secondly, does she know how senses work? That like your ears, you can still be listening to a song <laughs> while multitasking, doing other things. Uh, bad look for Miranda Lambert. Oh. And also, maybe she just wanted to restart the song because she sounded horrible at the start there. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked that I'm the only one. I, I'm the old man with the old man take. I'm very pro get off your phone at the concert. Like, Maybe do one video for your Instagram story or something, and maybe take a like, um, you know, take a picture with your wife. See, that's the part that would make me mad is because those, like, I I might take one picture at the show. What if that was the time that Miranda Lambert saw me taking a selfie and was like, "We're here to listen to music, not take pictures." And it's like, well, I want to take one picture. I get it if you're. My overall thing is I just hate the people that record the whole concert on their phone. And it's like, what would you, why are you watching a concert through a screen, a tiny screen? That, that's, that, that is a, that's very much loser behavior. But taking one picture, you know, like you should. I, I, yeah, I, I don't do many concerts. I'm going to take a picture because I was there. And I, I rarely do things like this. I, uh, I don't disagree with your old man take that like, 
our generation, I mean, just society as a whole, on their phones at events far too often and just like wanting the social media clout. And I do think some people just genuinely do it because they like the memories. They'll go back, they'll rewatch the videos of the concert and it'll make them happy and stuff like that. But I, I do think it's somewhat similar to like recording firework shows. Like, you know, you're going to go to another concert, you're going to go to another event. Now, maybe it's the one person you've been dying to see and you want those memories and stuff like that. But I, I do, and I'm, I'm not perfect uh, of it either, but I do when I try to go to like a sporting event or I try to go to an event, you know, maybe before the game or after the game, you know, you'll do a picture or something like that. But when the game's going on or the event's going on, I usually try it's to not, time like, in the bluegrass, not picture time in the bluegrass. I try not to like, you know, last second field goal. I, I'm not usually, and again, maybe like, 10 years ago, I, I, I was different about this, but people change. People can change. Um, I, I, I'm not like last second field goal against Mississippi State. I'm not sitting there recording that on my phone. Uh, the field goal against L in 2016, I wasn't sitting there recording that one on my phone, although maybe I wish I would would have for that one. But uh, yeah, you enjoy the moment. Try to enjoy the moment. That being said, if you want to take a selfie, you shouldn't get berated by the musical artist for it from stage drawing all the attention in the world on you but i do think as a society i think scoots would agree with this as well everybody needs to do a better job of trying to be in the moment when you can for what it's worth tj i actually have a video on my phone of the steelers beating the colts on a last second field goal so yeah i'd much rather experience that in the moment than like be watching it through a little box on my on my phone. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I remember the moment, and I remember the feeling I got after when we were all jumping around and high-fiving and whatnot, and now I can go back and watch it, which is a lot of fun. I, I think if you're going to do that, though, the move is to just have like a selfie, like just your reaction while you're watching it um, with your friends because you can just hold it to the side. Ooh, and, that's that's interesting. And, and it's it's partly because um, <laughs> Kentucky played Providence in the Barclays Center, and my wife was trying to like drink my tears and get my reaction on Snapchat when they lost. And Kelvin Johnson hit a half court shot to force overtime, and seeing me be like, "Oh, whoa!" <laughs> I mean that. I, I'm glad I have that bankrolled in there. So, yeah, I, I can maybe get with that. Um, because then you're still, like, the phone's not in front of your face. You can still enjoy and experience it. Um, so maybe, maybe consider that in your next uh, big moment to have your phone out, potentially. Seton Hall, not Providence. Seton Hall, well, yeah. They're basically the same team. Uh, heck of a shot. I was in Green Bay for that one. I will say, shout out to Miranda Lambert, though, because it's the most relevant that she's been since she got divorced from Blake Shelton. So good for her for getting back in the news. That's right. Suck it, Miranda. Yeah. Gwen Stefani's better anyways. Oh, so much better. And also, um, what, my wife's old roommate, The uh, she had gunpowder and lead as her ringtone or i guess yeah i guess ringtone last person i know that had a song that was that's how their phone rang and it i i hate miranda lambert for it because it was oh, i'm going home going found that shotgun and uh, hearing that just gives me ptsd of that woman oh gosh it's awful it's just awful some uh, uh, devastating development i think 
my trash has come and gone without me taking out my trash can. Oh, no, TJ. No. Man, how early do they freaking come? This is ridiculous. I know they come early, but the thing is, uh, we used to have our trash cans on the side of our house, and I, I just I didn't think it was like the best look in the world. Although the spot where we had the trash cans is just like overgrown wild grass at this point now. So I don't even know if it looks better. But so we moved the trash cans into the garage. I reorganized the garage so we had room for them. Just feel like that's probably where trash cans belong. But no big deal. Neither here nor there, really. Um, but when the wife parks, she blocks them in. And so like I'm at night, I'm like, all right, I'll just when she leaves, I'll hurry. I know the trash people come early. But when she leaves, that's my opportunity. And... Sure enough, she's already left and come and gone, and the trash has come and gone. So it's uh, I was too late. I missed it. That's um, that's one of those dad ego things that just is can be crippling, can be absolutely crippling because even though your trash will probably be fine, and the the one that really gets me is if you would miss recycling because recycling is every other week if you've got city of Louisville services. And so if you miss one of those, then you're just, I mean, uh, emptying that. Uh, I don't know what you do. At least trash. I feel like you can get by with putting it in another bin or just filling it up. I made it. I did it. You all, you made it. I did it. Wow. You're saying Roush. Wow. Well done. TJ. (laughs) Are you running your trash outside live on air? That's pretty awesome. That was, boy, that was just a huge move by me. (laughs) This is KRC at its best. That was one of the coolest moments ever, yeah. Me clinging to my voice and TJ scrambling to get his garbage (laughs) taken out to the side of the road. Although I hope he got it. I think he did. Okay. Oh, that was fantastic. Well done. You think about it. That's That's an additional week of just trash. And I'm lucky enough where we've got two trash cans. We only use the one unless we have to use the second one. So we would have been okay, but uh, yeah, the garage would have gotten really stinky if I didn't do that. So, yeah, sorry to do that on air. I didn't think they were coming that early. I guess it was the waste one that already came and went, but, uh, yeah, another one was right behind it. Yard waste. Not the trash waste. All trash uh, is waste, right? Oh, another um, man's trash, though. One man's treasure. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we got it. We're good. We're good on the trash front. I don't want anybody to worry about their Wednesdays, whether or not the walkers got their trash to the street or not. We did. We did. So really the, okay, here's a question. You know, around Christmas time, some people will tip their mailman or their delivery driver. How do I tip my trash men? Because my guys, it's to the point where even the yard waste guys, I won't have it pulled out. Now granted, it's literally, pulling it from the fence and moving it six feet to the curb of my alley for them to pick up. But like, they don't even, they don't even ask me, they will take my trash out and check everything regardless if I pull it out six feet to the curb or not. So how do I reward them for great behavior? Yeah. So it's a, it, it's something that I worry about or wonder about or think about around the holidays as well. And one, so like, We've got some moody trash people in our in our neighborhood, or at least in years past we have, where like there'd be sometimes where you'd have a full trash can where the lid wouldn't shut all the way, and there'd be like once where they just wouldn't take it. 
and then you'd go and you'd be like, well, why didn't they take my trash? Yeah. And you'd yeah. look on their website and be like, well, if the lid doesn't shut properly, they don't have to take it. And be like, oh my gosh, give me a break. You all do it 99% of the time. Why didn't you do this? Or you may have some like boxes next to the trash and they will or they won't take it or whatnot. So I usually try to play nice and give them money. And one time they came and I was like, all right, I was working from home that day or doing whatever. And I, I was, I'm going to go tape money onto the lid. There's no way they won't see it. They didn't, they didn't see it. <laughs> so they drive back past and I go up to the trash can and I take the tape off the money and I kind of like, don't chase them down, but I catch up to them. And I'm like, Hey, I put money on my trash can. I, I wanted to give it to you all. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, it probably fell off. That's not the place to put it. I was like, well, no, it didn't fall off. I've got it right here. You all just didn't see it, but here is for you all. And he was like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And that was that. There wasn't any grand gesture. They still sometimes wouldn't take all the trash that I would leave out there or not. But point being, maybe don't tape it on the lid. That didn't work for me. I thought that that was the solution. So now you just got to try to catch them and hand it to them. When they said probably not the place to do it, like what, how is there a better place to do it than taping it to the lid? Like, they have to look at the lid to, to to do their job. You hire your pet to stand out there and put like a little cute little bow on it, and then you just let the dog have the money in its mouth while it comes. Mm. I, I'd have no problem being a trash person. I think that'd be a fun job. Ooh, seriously? Um, no way. Get up early. You get to be outside. Get to be amongst I'll the stay, people. See I've always wanted to stand on the back of a garbage truck. While it's driving, that looks fun. We gotta wonder what that new like mechanical arm is doing to garbage jobs across the country. Because now they don't need the full crews anymore. They've got that arm. Sometimes they don't. It's only one person driving the thing, yeah. and then the arm does all the work. I um. If you know what if, I'm talking about. If I was gonna do a manual labor job, I would. I would love to be a, a mailman, a postman. That'd be great too. I'd love for all the same reasons. I w- I would like that as well. Especially the ones that, like my guy is walking around, right? Like there's some driving and then there's some walking. You get great exercise. Like, you know, I'm sure there's definitely some moments that suck, um, particularly in the winter when the weather's not great. But still, to be outside walking around, putting people's packages, it sounds like a, a great time. Yeah, I've wondered that with like package jobs, you know, UPS, Amazon, FedEx, that sort of stuff. Like, I think that'd be fun too. But you get close into the territory of having to deal with dogs if you're a male person mm-hmm. and package deliverer. Uh, I've seen a lot of like TikToks. And as an appraiser, I've had experiences with animals as well. That would be a not great part about it, though, is like having to kind of juggle and deal with the doggies. Yeah, and I love dogs, but. You know, even if you're good with dogs, some dogs just aren't good with you. Especially if you're the mailman. True. That's the usually the way that it goes. Uh, there's a there's a while we were talking country music. There, I'm just realizing there's another country music controversy. Jason uh, Aldean's try that in a small town. Roush, are you up to date with this one? Um, I just saw a tweet. He, um, he. Oh, it's a statement. It's a very long statement. Accused of releasing a pro-lynching song is how the statement starts. Yeah, so like he, I guess CMT canceled this song because of like the violence in it or something like that. So I I pulled up the lyrics. 
Uh, it looks like it's just saying you can't do like violent protest in a small town. Bruh. Sometimes I just love it when like the the bar on what's acceptable in music is not music. Just totally like bypasses rap and hip hop and just goes straight to like. I mean, really, mostly just country when you have this sort of stuff. Uh, the only crime this song has committed is being not good. Oh, I bet it's terrible. Um, a good song that talks about lynching and other very difficult topics, Long Violent History by Tower Childers. That's like uh, one of the few songs. <laughs> this, one's not, that's, this one's not about lynching, though. That's just It's not true that it's not about lynching. Um, it's just a bad song. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's not great, but uh, that's that's one of those few songs that like when people write in response to things happening in the world, usually they're bad. But Tower Childers, good, probably because he's from Kentucky. He's a um, talented singer. All right, one let's thing, end out one there. I did learn briefly. You mentioned Jason Aldean. Um, all of these bars down here, none of them own them. Like all the hunky Jason Aldeans and. They just they license their name to people. Got Blake Shelton. Yeah, like they don't own those. They make like maybe a million bucks a year licensing them. But uh, Eric Church, he actually bought one, and the reason why buying it's a big real estate investment. I think he bought it for thirty million, but he's expected to make low end projections thirty million in his first year. <laughs> that's like, well, that's a bad year, but you're probably going to make closer to fifty or sixty five million owning one of these honky-tonks on Broadway in Nashville. Crazy. Does Barstool own theirs? I believe so. and But theirs isn't actually on Broadway, and it isn't. It's two stories instead of three or four with a rooftop sort of deal. It's not on Broadway. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's like a block off of it. All right, hour one done. We're going to get into UK talk. We got to talk. Basketball, the injury to Uganda, and we're going to get to the Thornton's text line. It's going to be a jam-packed hour number two. You're not going to want to miss it. This is oh. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kale. Can't you see I'm Buster Free? Can't stand me. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Hump Day Wednesday edition of KRC. Hope you enjoyed some Taco Tuesday yesterday at Salsaritas. And the good news is, if you didn't make it out to Salsaritas, or you did, and you did enjoy Taco Tuesday, you can enjoy it again today, because they're open seven days a week at Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown, it has a drive through it's the best Mexican that you're going to get in town. Fresh, made daily, wildly addictive chips. You got to get them with your side orders and hot, spicy salsa. It's delicious. We love salseritas, and you will as well. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to head on over to the text line here momentarily. But before we do that, 
need to talk a little UK basketball. And unfortunately for UK, stop me if you've heard this one before, but there's an injury. Yeah, yeah. And we knew that uh, it was worse than we expected. Um, it was actually kind of funny because uh, we're in the land of Kyle Tucker. So I saw him right after he broke the news that Uganda Onions underwent surgery for a broken foot. Um, and I congratulated him for being John Calipari to the scoop by about five minutes because, I mean, it was very shortly after him and Shams shared that tweet that Cal issued his own statement, said it was a minor procedure and he's going to be out for a few months. Um, but, yeah, not great that both of your seven-footers underwent off-season surgery um, for foot injuries. Maybe maybe see if Samto Sarrell can take a can do a little Saturday school or something. Like because while it was fun, you, you you need you need some bodies in there and foot surgery for big guys, TJ. That's just uh, that's a lot of red flags. It's a, there's a lot of back of my head, just like, ooh, not not great, Bob. Not great. No, big guys and feet, that's nothing to worry about. That's right. That's nothing. That's like a quarterback in his throwing arm, right? You yeah. Don't need, you don't need it. Or a pitcher and his elbow, you know? Mm-hmm. Tommy, yeah. Tommy John for a pitcher. No, it, it, this, is, this is bad news. Uh, this is not what we're looking for. This is not what we want. Again, you just can't help but blame Mingus for all this stuff. It, I think it squarely all comes back to him, unfortunately. This is, but in all seriousness, this is, this is trouble. This is not ideal. Both of your starting fives or both of your fives, you don't know which one would start or will start or would or could start. Now, which one foot is going to allow them to start is going to be the big question. But both of your fives that you were relying on for significant minutes this upcoming season are injured. And significantly enough that they had to go under the the knife. Uh, They had to get surgery to heal and fix whatever they're working on. On the one hand, if you're going to have injuries, not during the season is the time to do it. So both uh, Cal says that Uganda is going to be out a couple months. The timetable for Bradshaw was October. So both are probably still possible for the start of the season. Not out of the realm of possibility. But what, between the two of them, would anybody be shocked if one's not ready by the start of the season? No. That wouldn't surprise anybody at all. And secondly, what if it flares up again? What if something mm-hmm. happens in December? What if something happens in January? What if something happens in February? So yeah. this is trouble. And it does, uh, to some degree, take us back to that conversation we'd have while we were still in Tony Reeves' limbo, not knowing that Bob Huggins was going to do all the Bob Huggins things that he did with Trey Mitchell, where we were saying, hey, there's still time, but you need to get a couple pieces in here for us to feel good about this thing. Then they did, and we felt good about this thing. And then the Canada trip, which started a week ago today, uh, you knew that you weren't going to have Uganda for that for those games, but we still really liked what we saw. There's still time to bring in another big Roush. There is. And I can't help but think that, like, maybe you can get some Tosirel with Shade and Sharp's guidance counselors, his school advisors, yes. and you can figure that stuff out. It's they not can, impossible. They can, they can give him one of those pieces of paper that said, I graduated. 
Sometimes Tyrell actually graduated in 2016, come to think of it, according to this piece of paper drawn on by Crown. Um, he, uh, he, he's been graduated. He's actually a doctor, Dr. Tyrell to you. But maybe they could do that with Shade and Sharp. But sometimes Tyrell is ranked 44th in the class of 2024. And the reason I wanted him to reclassify is I, I, I liked having that guy as the 11th man, the 12th man, and building up his potential for the following season. Yeah, he'd get some garbage minutes here or there. I talked about him and the ability to be able just to go get fouls. I wouldn't want Somto Cyrell if he actually had to like play meaningful minutes where you needed production out of your five. I don't want that. Don't, don't think that's fair to him. Don't think it'd be good news for UK. I, I would imagine the UK coaching staff probably knows that. I still would have wanted to bring him in, but like I said, just mostly for a redshirt year in the program, and I figured he'd be more further along developed for 2024-2025 than if he stays in the G League or whatever he's doing, the overtime elite league or whatever. He So if you're needing a big to play, I don't really want it to be Sumto Cyrell is what I'm getting at here. So you still have several months before the season starts. You have about a month, maybe maybe a couple weeks in some instances, maybe a month and a half in some instances, before other schools get going. And that's really the final deadline for being able to get a transfer. Roush, I, I, I keep going back to these conversations we were having in April and May where it's like, these freshmen are too good, this class is too talented, You've got too many nice pieces to let it all go to waste because in this instance, you don't have a five. And, you know, before you had Reeves back because you didn't have a proven scorer in the backcourt. Uh, before you got Trey Mitchell, you're going to let this whole thing go to waste because you don't have a true four. You just need another body on the front court. I think I'm back to that. Like, you need another body on the front court. Now, UK is going to be more in the know on all this than we are, especially a radio host in, in Louisville with very limited, if any, access to the program whatsoever. But if there's even a chance that either two could miss time in the season, during the season, that it, this could be a lingering thing potentially, you need to go get another guy. I don't know who it would be. I'm sure you could back channel some people that may want to, they may look at that, Canada trip and say, you know what? I've only got one more year of college basketball. This looks pretty fun. This looks like a good spot for me. So again, UK is going to know the situation of what the health is for those two guys. But if there's any chance they could be limited to start the season or during the season, which I would say that there's a pretty good chance of that. They had to go under the knife for surgery and their timetable is getting them within a few weeks of the season. I would strongly, strongly consider looking to see if you can bring in another proven five. Again, probably slim pickings. There may not be an option out there for you. But there's too much on the line here, Roush. And even just getting a little taste, a little teaser, an appetizer of Canada, I, I don't want us to go into the season saying, if, they only, if Bradshaw was just healthy the whole year, this group probably can win it all. Oh, if you just had a little bit more depth at the five position – they, they would have really been able to make a run. I don't want that to be the conversation. I that's going to be devastating if it is. So you got too much stock. You got too much invested with this team. If it means you need to go pluck another five from somewhere else, I would 
strongly recommend doing that if these injury, unless you just know for sure that like, hey, these surgeries, they're going to be fine. By the start of the season, we're going to be at full strength. We're going to be at full depth and we'll be ready to rock and roll. And I just don't think they know that. I, I can't imagine they know that. So I, I would recommend bringing in somebody else. So I do think that um, Kentucky spent their – we got lucky and got a experience big late in the season with Trey Mitchell. And that's why I, I feel like outside of Salmto Sorrell, it's like what – how many options are you going to be able to find? You no, know, Folly Dante – that's not plausible. Like you recruited him two years ago and you had an assistant coach that worked with him for a year, but why would he just decide to leave Oregon? I mean, he's their best player, their focal point of their team. Why would he? Chuck Martin, baby. Why would he leave? I don't know. Enough of the Chuck. But I just, pickings are going to be slim, but we have at least seen Things kind of uh, seemingly appear out of nowhere. Previously, I know that Kentucky's at least working and efforting to find reinforcements. It's just a matter of where, where are they good enough? And if you can prioritize anything in a player, it's just can they rebound the basketball? Because the one thing that we saw in Canada is a lack of like that. That was probably the worst part about their game was giving up offensive rebounds and Calipari. It, that giving up offensive rebounds is basically like kicking him in the groin. I mean, there's nothing that just eats at his soul as much as that. So finding any sort of player that can clean the glass on a re- somewhat regular basis is extremely important um, over the next four months or whatever it is before the season starts. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a tough. It'd be tough to bring somebody in, and if somebody even exists that you think can really help, uh, that we don't even know if they do exist, and if they do, it's gonna be it's, it'll be challenging to convince them to join the fold. That's why uh, you got to kind of trust that UK may know this or that they are on top of this situation. You hope that they are, but you can't not have a five, and you can't only have one five, and you shouldn't go into the season with two fives, both that are potentially injury prone. Um, I would love to hear, even if it's not true, I'd love to hear that like, Hey, after these third Aaron Bradshaw is already on the road to recovery. And in a couple weeks, you're going to see him shooting basketball and he'll be a okay by the start of the season. That'd make me feel really good, warm and fuzzy inside. And then the same with you that like, Hey, his procedure went really well. He'll be back on the court in a couple weeks. And we, you know, his timeline is late October, early November. So if by the start of the season, he may have a little rust on him, but we're not we're not expecting anything that's going to be lingering into December. I wish they'd come out and say that, but they probably can't because they, they don't know those things. But if there's any risk that this could be one guy down for a couple months once the season starts, another guy potentially could flare up at any time, you really strongly need to consider – some options here, but you're right. It probably would be challenging to do, maybe not even possible. Right. Right. So take what you can get, take what you can get Your uh, options open, but I, I don't want it to be April and us say like, well, you knew that they were injury prone. You knew that they were going into the season and you finished the season having to play Trey Mitchell at the five at six foot nine and a dude, the arrow at the four and 
while it was good offensively, they just couldn't rebound at important moments, or they couldn't stop. I mean, UConn's got a big, goofy seven-footer. Kansas has a big, goofy seven-footer. Like, you're going to play some teams that are going to have some size, a lot more size than what you saw in Canada. You're going to need a five. You're just going to need a five at some point this season. And stretches, I think the Canada trip showed us that they can be versatile and they can do some different things. But to, to think that you can go the entire season with just one big guy or no big guys or two big guys that are very injury prone, it's it's a risky move. I yeah, just would like yeah. a little bit more security there. If it's Somto, Cyrell, or Bust, then definitely bring in Somto. But I would like somebody that's maybe a little bit more polished, maybe could do a little bit more for you. And then, you know, it, like the one of the downsides of that, Roush, Let's just let's imagine that there is a player that exists that they feel like they can get and bring in in late July or August that could be a contributor. Uh, one of the downsides may be, well, you want to keep everybody happy. The team seemed like they had a lot of fun in Canada, and you don't want to mess up the locker room by bringing somebody in that could mess that up. That's true. You don't you don't want to bring in a knucklehead. You don't want to bring in somebody that's going to ruin the good vibes going on. But if if you're strictly looking for like to make you don't want to hurt Bradshaw or you gunna's feelings, their their feelings can can get out. Don't care. Don't care about their feelings. You don't need to worry about their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You you should worry about the team, the overall team sentiment, how they're looking at the situation. And you don't want to bring in somebody that's gonna ruffle feathers throughout the team. But like, you know, Cal Tucker was talking about when UK was flirting with Hunter Dickinson. Well, if you do that, uh, Uganda could still maybe enter the transfer portal. If, if Oscar Shibway comes back, he may he may enter the transfer portal. And then with Hunter Dickinson, you heard the Bradshaw stuff. Well, he may go to USC. He doesn't want to play with Hunter Dickinson. If, if you get any of that scuttlebutt again, then don't care. Like, you, uh, one in the hand is better than two injured feet in the bush, is what they've said for centuries here. You just got to make sure – if you can get somebody, you don't need to worry about the feelings of those two. One, you hope that you can smooth it over and both tell both of them that you all are big guys that have foot injuries and we need to cover our ass here and make sure we've got some bodies that can rebound. But two, it's just too important. You, you wanted to play like the feelings game in March and April and stuff like that while you're still constructing the roster. Now it's getting a little too close to the nitty-gritty, and this is really your last opportunity to bring somebody in. So if somebody gets worried about their playing time or their minutes, get get healthy, and then you can worry about that stuff. Get healthy and show us that you can go out there and play, and then we can have the feelings conversation. But Cal can't be the, the feelings gatekeeper with this. If there is a player out there that is gettable, which that may not be. Again, we already said it may not even, somebody may not even exist out there that we're talking about. But if somebody does, like an Afali Dante, you need to try to get it. You treat, need to try to make it happen if you can, because stakes are too high. You, There's my yeah. takes on the Uganda Kingsley situation. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm just a little. I don't. I'm not nervous yet, but once we get there, I'm going to be like. Once we get to the season, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nervous about it all, because you can. You can get by temporarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, say. I mean, Kellen Grady won a game playing point guard for UK, but fun game. Right. But the whole foot injuries with big guys. What I mean It's a big deal. I mean it's what I mean, every like, NBA team worries about. I don't I don't want to be Johnny Scare Fearmonger, but 
neither of them ever playing next year is on the table. A hundred percent agree with that. And yeah, if you're looking is, at yeah, that's very much possible. Do we need to pull up UK's freaking track record with injuries and luck and just weird things happening? You need to almost assume that like one of them probably won't play this season, it's, and it's, then it's, the other one probably is going to have some injuries. And again, I don't think that's actually what's going to happen. Right, you right, may right. predict. I think that like you know both are probably going to be questionable near the start of the season, and then you know come December you'll probably see them at like actual full speed they may play before then but like similar to oscar shibway coming off that surgery where he was a little rusty i think before you actually like see them it'll probably be december but that's just a, a guess but based on uk's history roush you're exactly right like everything is on the table even the most negative of negative things here and if yeah. you're uk just seeing how that's bitten you in the ass the last couple of years wouldn't you want to avoid that would you want to do what you could to make sure that depth isn't going to be an issue at that position and take care of it while you still can, because guess what? Come October, come parts of September, I mean, early September, you're not even going to have that option. And you're going to just have the crew that you got, and you're going to be crossing your fingers that everybody's going to be healthy and everybody's going to be ready to go. While you still control your own destiny, if I'm UK, I try to control it. I mean, it, it's just been turd sandwich after turd sandwich in the injury department. While Why roll the dice with the buffet line again? The um, it, It's very much a hope for the best, but playing for the worst sort of deal because it can vary wildly on when you have injuries of this nature. I mean, every end of the spectrum. So I, I just hope that Kentucky has a plan or is at least efforting to make sure that that – you, you got to try something because I know John Calipari pretty well watching him for 12 years and – Using Trey Mitchell as his only big is not – that's just not an option. It's just not. It's not – I mean, it can make the offense fun, could put up a lot of points, but if you're going to want to beat the best of the best in college basketball, you're probably not going to be able to do it with him at the five. Man, so I, um, I did have a moment yesterday, TJ, where I talked to an Arkansas radio friend and uh, just – Having last week, I know we're here for SEC football media days, but hearing him talk about how fired he is up he is to have Duke coming to town and to have Kentucky home and home this year instead of just the juggling, it, it's great to have another fan base that cares about college basketball in the conference. And I think we might be adding one with Texas. I think I think Texas cares enough to like make make that fun. So like that, that that should that should be a good time, especially when uh, the Wildcats go down and and shove those pigs into a freaking corner and just ah, yeah, just like they did last year. Suck it, Arkansas, and oh, a man. good old suck it to Texas and Oklahoma while we're at it. <laughs> Very funny because he's we were like, oh man, that's he, he said something along the lines of that's going to be the biggest home game, and non-Kentucky home game of my lifetime. And I love that he had to phrase it that way because all of the Kentucky home games are big and they just lose them all, too. I mean, is Michael Qualls the only big home game that Arkansas has beaten Kentucky at in 20 years? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I mean, oh, the quickly game, the dunk, Reeves dropping 37 on their faces. Didn't Top Toppin had like 23 in that game, too. Oh, man. Good stuff. It Bucky was good stuff. Guys. 
Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. There, I have another one or two quick hitters down. We may or may not get to it. This is KRC on the Big X. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. It's like Lennon said, you look for the person who will benefit and, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I am the walrus. You know, you'll, uh, uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Shut up, Donnie. D.I. Lennon. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday. We appreciate you listening. Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. You can listen to KRC anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. If you're in the search for amazing sunglasses, go to ShadyRays.com. Polarized sunglasses. They do replacement pair promise. So if anything happens to your sunglasses, you can buy in confidence because after a processing fee, you'll get your order sent right back to you. If anything at all happens to your shades and they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee, you'll save 25% on your entire order when you use promo code BIGX and check out 25% when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. Fun show today. we got one final segment, a lot of text to get to. Uh, anything that you two want to get to before we get to the text line? I'm all good. Um, Scoots, uh, Andy Staples is looking forward to the day that Indiana decides to spend money on football. Um, he doesn't understand why they don't, why they don't, because they could maybe be average instead of just Suck all the time. You tell Andy Staples that that's not going to happen. So keep dreaming. Yeah, but you're going to make like a billion dollars a year with the new Big Ten media rights deal. So maybe spend some of that money instead of thinking that maybe Mike Woodson can get you to a Sweet Sixteen. I'll I'll relay that to Tom Allen. Yeah, maybe Mark Cuban could spend less time getting in Twitter fights with Clay Travis and instead just give some of his money to the football program. Or stop buying so much stuff on Shark Tank and give it to the football program. Why? Why? Why isn't Clay Travis at SEC Media Days? Oh, is he? Does he not do? Does he not do sports anymore? Uh, just when there's a controversy. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, also, uh, we learned a lesson yesterday. Maybe don't tell stories about that. Like that, you're not supposed to share publicly. While standing behind a live broadcast of College Football Live, maybe we had a hot mic. We had a hot mic incident. We did not, but we had fears that there might be a hot mic incident. Just lesson learned. Like, hey, uh, everybody's got cameras everywhere at SEC Media Days. Make sure the ESPN ones aren't pointing at you and live. What happened? I mean, we it was story time, and you know how these things are, TJ. Like, you kind of. You get to tell in your fun stories that you know, amongst your media friends, and uh, you know we saw our pal Kyle, and 
we were just we were sharing stories in the lobby. Well, lobby is also where college football live is is being recorded, and we were six feet away from uh, Greg McElroy and Jordan Rogers talking about I don't know quarterbacks, whatever it might be. Um, so very very fortunate that the mics were not that live. I think I speak for everybody. I want to hear what stories weren't allowed to be told. No, nobody needs to hear those stories. Uh, well, m- maybe off air, but definitely not on air. That's like, yeah. They yeah. sound they sound juicy. Um, by the way, they they are changing the Colin Goodfellow punting rule. Uh, a new Kentucky rule, the second time in four years. Colin, the hero of the Missouri football game at expense to his leg. <laughs> um, they are now saying, if you remember that play, it was a bad snap. UK had special team issues always. He went back, got it, was able to get the punt off, but got totally and completely drilled in the process. The rule then was you got to let the punter punt the ball. It doesn't matter that it was a bad snap. He got the ball. He had it. He needs to have room to be able to punt. It's the same thing if he catches it right where he's supposed to versus if it's, you know, 20 yards down the field. Not anymore. If a punter is without five, with, you know, with not in within a five yard radius of his standing spot, it's open season on that guy. He's at that point, like out of position, you can just treat him as any, any other normal football player that came specifically from that Missouri-UK game. Drinkowitz was crying about it again yesterday. He's just full of tears. But uh, take that mm-hmm. L, Missouri. Uh, hold on to it tight and let it sink you to the bottom of the SEC. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's where you belong. That's where you're heading. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. we got 20 minutes of the Thornton's text line. Probably not enough time, but that's how these things go from time to time. Uh, don't know where we're at. Hmm, I'm going to keep scrolling and, and scrolling and scrolling. Did we, have, did we have? Oh, I see it. Yeah. I see it. I see it. TJ, TJ yeah. did you ever think that the Bellarmine camp hours from 830 to 345 was a bit long? I remember when I went and I thought it was a tad too long, given I used to do the 9 to 12 camps at the other high schools. No, I, I thought that they weren't long enough. I Call the ambulance. Call me, bro. Like, I thought spend the Bellarmine- a full day at a camp. Yeah, I, I, I actually, on the flip side of that, I hated the camps that were only like 9 to 12. It feels like you, by the time you got done doing stupid warm-ups and like a drill, yeah. it was time to go home. Yeah, Bellarmine, it was a real camp. We really but, learned about life and we learned about basketball. The whole point of a camp, too, is to just give your give the parents a day off from being parents. It's like, why would you only do a three-hour camp? It needs to be all day. Yeah, 9 to 12 kind of seems like it stink. Like. Oh, okay, I, I'm supposed to be in work at 8, but now I'll have to go in a little bit late so I can take you to camp. And then my lunch break, kiss it goodbye, because now i got to deal with, with you. The um, We had a parent orientation last night for Duke's uh, new three-year-old program. Uh, you know, I mean, starting not preschool, but pre-preschool. And his seat is right next to the teacher. And my wife was like, what did you do at St. Paul that made your son have to sit next to the teacher? <laughs> you have a reputation that we're working with here that we're going to have to combat in the next eight years or whatever? Yeah. Well, they knew. They knew. Roush, what's the word on these football players that just recently left the team? A surprise about Deep Beckwith. 
Thought he looked the part of an SEC caliber player. No, he is not. He's not. He looked the part, but he is not. Um, there, there's nothing really to say about them except it'd be nice if Austin Ramsey could get his grades up and make it. Um, that, that's basically – I don't have that confirmed, but that's my read on it is get clear and you'll be able to – get academically eligible and you'll be able to play in wow, wild thunder rolling here in Nashville. Big lightning strike. Well, be safe. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Two things. I think it's safe to say that Reed is the most well-rounded basketball player on this roster, and I'm not saying he's the best player, has the highest upside, but there doesn't seem to be one thing that he doesn't do well. I'm really disappointed to hear that Kevin Larkin Jr. won't be on the football roster. I know that he doesn't have any D1 experience, but ball skills are something our corners have lacked in the past few seasons. It would have been nice to have a guy in the program with those traits. You all have a turnt Tuesday. We did, Brad from Bellbrook. It was very turnt. Some maybe more turnt than others, but yep. uh, it was great. Thanks for texting in. You make a good point on the ball skills, um, but it's also a – I mean, you're just gambling when you're getting D2 transfers. Like, there's just – there's no other way to put it. Uh, like it made – he got to give kind of an I told you so moment because – Something was always off with him. Like he was a true freshman at Livingstone, but his rivals page was from like the class of 2020. It's like, wait, so how old are you? What? Hmm. Yeah, something didn't add up there. So, and I'm sure that's why he's not not at Lex in Lexington right now. Texture says catching up on the pod and in the first meeting versus Reed was in the first meeting. Reed was so far in Patterson's kitchen that his mom and girlfriend was making him sandwiches. First meeting versus Canada. That's what that was supposed to be. Uh, would really like a sandwich right now if somebody wants to make me one. Uh, one texture says, Nick could try not going out and getting drunk on a work trip. Sure, the voice would enjoy that. I mean, I could, but life's too short to go to sleep early on a work trip. A texture says, for a married man, Nick does a lot of talking to other women out at bars. LOL, is that a Louisville thing? <laughs> I just talk to a lot of people at bars. Some of them are women. Some of them are men. I'm not going to discriminate. I'm just a, a sociable guy. Yeah, it is. It's funny how that works, though. But, like, y- y- sociable people can talk to the same sex for hours on end, but the second that they talk to another sex, it's raise some eyebrows yeah. what's wrong with society these days men and women can talk and it not be it not be uh sexual in nature right roush the only woman that i talked to last night is one that i work with and i think is our hr person i i, I still don't know who like i know their names i don't entirely know what everybody does that i work with but we we're, we we get paid by the same person so yeah, you got everything's new. You'll figure it all out. You'll figure out who you need to know. Yeah, yeah. John says, "Good morning, everyone. Tell me the Bradshaw and you gonna get back. How do you see the rotation going? If everyone keeps playing well and both bigs come back and play well, that'd be around ten players. That's gonna need minutes. So how do the Cal and the staff handle the situation? I'm glad we have this problem. Then the opposite of not having enough players to rely on. We'll got to go talk to you later. It's a big if if the bigs come back and if they play well." Yeah, let's just assume, just for your argument, or just for your your tech's sake, John, that they are healthy. Uh, who's getting squeezed is like a totally valid question. Mm-hmm. But let's just let's start with what we who we know definitely would be playing. 
you, you, you know that Wagner would be playing. You know Edwards. that Reeves would be playing. You know that yeah. Edwards would be playing. You know that Trey Mitchell would be playing. You know that Bradshaw would be playing. You know those things. And then I think Reed would be next up. Those are your five. Reed would have to get minutes. I don't know how you'd keep the arrow yeah. out. He, you know, he, he seems to be doing a lot of everything. He'd have to be getting minutes. I again, if we're assuming they're healthy, you know, UK was very high on Uganda Kingsley, so you'd imagine he would have to be getting minutes. That'd be eight right there. Are we missing any? Uh, Dillingham, I think, is the one that's kind of on the fringe of like, how many minutes you're going to be getting? How much are you going to be playing? And some of the quotes that Cal says about Dillingham are some of his sugar-coated. Maybe he's not going to be playing a lot. Quotes. It's very early, obviously. But, you know, he's had quotes of, oh, he was the best point guard at times in practice. Yeah, he's not getting as many minutes now, but he's had flashes, which is usually Cal's way of being like, kitty gloves, this guy's not going to play as much, but we want to keep him happy, healthy, fun, all that good stuff. So uh, Dillingham may be the the big name that gets squeezed the most because the other guys, and Uganda, I think, could be in that conversation as well, but he's a total and complete wild card. But the other eight guy or the other seven guys, you can almost guarantee are going to be getting a lot of minutes. I think it's the, safe to say. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, this is a great text in the Thornton's text line. Speaking of breaking rules, you know who broke rules? The Wolver Cardinals basketball team. Some would say they broke cardinal rules. Mm, they really did break cardinal rules. Um, They're going to be punished for it. Did we? Did you see Rick Pitino the the Petritos? No. Did he tweet something? He he did. Um, you can go check it out. Um, said while Kentucky got to hang out with Drake, the Johnnies got to go hang with Mister and Mrs. Met. So St. John's went to a Mets game. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. And like Mister and Mrs. Met too are a great mascot. Like it's just. They're just baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> and one's a boy and one's a girl. Yeah, like it's it's very, very, very silly. Um, I, I appreciate, too, you, just you saying one's a boy, one's a girl. I immediately went to the Florida Gators mascots, Albert mm-hmm. and Alberta, which, hilarious names. Love that Tyler Thompson shares just uh, uh, disdain for Alberta for sitting – she can't explain it. She just hates Alberta, which I, I'm totally here for inexplicably despising mascots. And you can't really, you, you don't know why, you just do. I'm here for it. I'm also here for the Florida Gators and Johnny Football documentaries that are coming to Netflix. Like that, the Johnny, the Johnny Football line, that was a $5 million bender is, I mean, that's Johnny Football he lived college like if I was somehow a quarterback at AM that could beat Alabama. Like most people in that position with that talent are like they, they have their they've been working their whole life for this. They're sort of um, living their life a certain way, and that's how they're successful. Dude, Johnny football was just like a frat bro who's like, Oh, I've got a hundred thousand dollars under my mattress. Hell yeah, let's go spend it. Like I, I, I want to know what that would have been like. That's going to be a fascinating watch. That should be good. I've been watching the quarterback series. I've been enjoying that. I think I finished episode three last night. But uh, 
that's been solid too. Yeah, give me all the football documentaries. I'll I'll, I'll check them all out. Uh, I need to know more why Tyler Thompson hates Alberta. I I don't even think she could explain it, but she's out on Alberta. I thought that women not the, not the Canadian did, province, Alberta. Got to be. I thought the women in sports needed to stand together. You're just talking about how Nashville is this huge sausage fest, and now Tyler's basically saying Alberta is not welcome. Well, it's probably just because it's a Florida mascot, and we know that anything and everything to do with the Florida Gators, they could take out their suck it and suck it. Yeah, well, they can. They they absolutely they absolutely can. Which, I do hear Alberta the. Canadian province is the prettiest of the Canadian provinces. Really? So is I hear. Isn't that where the wildfires are happening? I think that's all of Canada. It's just all of it's on fire. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. The guy dragging your old show and taking station prizes, he needs to have a sincere apology on air before he gets another prize. What a loser. I agree. I agree. You don't bite the hand that feeds you amazing prizes and then sometimes forgets to give you prizes. Big whoop. Texter, big baby texter. A texter says, UK football got hit harder in 2001 with less violations. Tennessee absolutely should have gotten a postseason ban. Granted, that was 22 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, I mean, we're just in a weird climate now. Where Tennessee did fire pretty much everybody involved. And they did supposedly, like, cooperate with the NCAA. The NCAA released something where it's just basically saying, like, we don't love postseason bans. We're going to try to stay away from them. So they will. That's just going to be the reality of it. But if you're going to do that, then you need to come down really, really hard in some other areas. It's also very weird, too, that like we grew up in a world where people in our business just got their rocks off on <laughs> investigating scandals at their respective schools <laughs> that they covered, and now just nobody cares. Pete like, Hamill went to Turkey to try to make sure Ennis Cantor wasn't going to be eligible for college basketball. Yeah, who was it that was like, Trying to find Eric Bledsoe's transcripts? Oh, yeah. Well, Little Bettino was the one that was leading the charge on that. But what, what reporter was that? Yeah. Was it Dan Wilkin? It might have been O'Neill. It, it, it was probably just Thamel. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. It's just, he still gets his rocks off to that stuff. Uh, Next Kirby texts in. Reed Shepard is a Kentucky kid and a great passer and a great basketball IQ and plays the game the right way and is also very cerebral. Uh, you forgot that he's a gym rat, first one in, last one out. And uh, is it deceptively athletic or sneaky athletic? Sneaky athletic. The yeah. thing that stinks about all that is because is that like all that's actually true about Reach. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, like you, he, you, he, he fits that stereotype <laughs> just entirely too well, and it kind of stinks because it's going to make us all look like idiots. But it's actually true. Like he is all those things. And, he, and he's, he's incredibly polished. Like – is he the most polished player on the team? If you take into consideration athletic, like if you if you weigh for athleticism and skill, he probably is the most polished player. There are people that are better on the team, and there are people that are more athletic. And there's probably uh, there's definitely better pro caliber players. But if you're just talking about like well rounded, across the board, not going to make a ton of mistakes. Although he did have a couple turnovers that I'm sure he'd probably want back. He's he's just a He's a polished player. It's because he's been getting coached his entire life. Like he's he's ready. For this. Is anybody ready for this? Player. It's Reed Shepard. Polish player. That's the. He's Polish. That's how it's spelled and pronounced. A texter says, "Our teams and individuals always improve a lot defensively over the course of the season. That's one area I 100% trust Cal. 
Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the defensive potential of the last few years have just had a lower ceiling than most Cal teams. While you're right, I feel like uh, they got better, except for the the Grady team. They did not. They seemed to get worse no. defensively. Your team started yeah. to figure out Oscar and how to get him in tough defensive spots. Also, injuries played a huge role in that team, not maybe taking the steps forward defensively. But Texer, 99% of the time, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of it comes down to having some rim protection. And it would be nice if those guys were healthy enough to provide some. Uh, it sounds like Roush is either getting further away from his mic like every minute the show goes on or he's getting sleepier every minute the show goes on. I can't tell which one. I'm is. voting for sleepier. Mm-hmm. Could be. My, my belly is rumbly. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Rumbly tums. We, we need some food um, in the near future. A texter says. And not a jalapeno in- hot dog. <laughs> National Hot Dog Day, though. Back in school, did you guys, did your guys' moms constantly get on to you about summer reading in the summer? Did you actually do your summer reading? No, my mom didn't. I was the youngest. My mom rarely got on to me about anything, really. Yeah, I was, I was very, um, I was a nerd in that regard, like, especially when I was a kid. Like, I would, I loved to read. So, like, that was, that was never a thing. However, um, we didn't have it in high school, thankfully, because it was very not cool to read books. And some are saying it's still not cool to read books. You should yeah. read articles online at KentuckySportsRadio.com instead. Reading books is confirmed cool. Everybody's cool who reads books. Uh, Texter says, uh, Scooch, what about you? Uh, I didn't read a whole lot in the summer either. And my mom was, I mean, I'll be honest, my mom barely graduated high school, so she wasn't going to push me to do work in the summertime. She did stay on top of me during the school year and make sure my grades were good, but yeah, during the summer, she didn't care. Yeah, my mom, she she would always just like randomly be like, if you get bad grades, you're going to go to public school. And I'd be like, I don't, okay, alrighty, I, let's see. But unfortunately, for the public schools of Louisville, I got good grades, so... They didn't, they didn't get to have me in their hallways, unfortunately. A texter says, I don't know if you all can talk about it, but what was the story with 40 and a volleyball player? It's always hinted at, but I don't think the full story has ever been told. I don't know the, the 40 volleyball players. Yeah, story. I don't either. I don't know what you're I know some about. 40 stories, but I don't know about no, that one. There was, was Petrino in the mm-hmm. volleyball player. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, enough volleyball players to go around, some would say. But Well, I married him one, so. That's true. You did. Yeah. Suck mm-hmm. at Stephen Van Trees. A texter says, thank goodness for this Uganda injury. I was worried this annoying weirdos wouldn't have anything to complain about all summer. <laughs> Another texter says, Cal knows what he has with his team. He'll do everything in his power to ensure we don't go in shorthanded. Worst case scenario, some till Cyril reclassifies. Best case scenario, there's a guy out there who's ready to come in and start, maybe from a former school of one of our assistants. A little Nefali Dante, wink, wink. Um, I agree with that text, though. I, they're, well, I don't know if I do. I, I, maybe I agree with it. But I, I would hope that UK has that mindset texture that, like, they know how important this season is. They're going to make sure that they're not going to put themselves behind the eight ball at the five position. I hope that all to be true, and we'll go from there. But there is that scenario that, like, hey, they're going to get these surgeries. They are going to be fine. Like, we don't need to panic. They're going to, by the start of the season, maybe there's going to be a little rust on one of them, but they're going to be good to go. And by mid-December, you're rocking and rolling. If that's the case, then I think we do just need to be patient. Texture on the Thorns text line asks, what do you all think you could most likely do? 
catch a touchdown in an NFL game, score while being guarded in an NBA game, or get a hit in a Major League Baseball game. I think there is no doubt that getting a hit in a Major League Baseball game is the least likely for me. And it's, it's, it's probably basketball just because we can all shoot a ball. Now, could we get the shot off? I don't know. But, I mean, even if you just took a half-court shot, like you could get the shot off, there's a chance it would go in. I can't. I can't get open in an NFL game, and I can't. I can't. There's no way I could hit a baseball that's going 95 miles an hour. Uh, I agree with you. Baseball, there's absolutely no chance. I think I could catch a touchdown in an NFL game if I got super lucky, or just you know a quarterback put it right well, into you, my chest. If you were playing in Andy Reid's offense and he got you like wide open, and then yeah, scoring while guarding an NBA game. Uh, would be very, very tough, but like I could just get lucky and throw a ball up and it could go in. Yeah, no chance I'm getting a hit in an MLB game. Well, let's make it a clean sweep. Roush said basketball, TJ said football. I'll go baseball. I think that would be the most likely for yeah. me. NBA, I'm not getting a shot off over anybody. NFL, I'm a little bitty guy. I'm not even if I do get open, the quarterback's not gonna see me. So yeah, it's gotta be yeah. baseball. Just even like getting the bat on the ball in baseball would be so tough. And then let alone you do do that, and then you got to race 90 feet to first base. Just both of them probably – I'm probably not even hitting the ball first and foremost. And if I am hitting it, I'm not beating out a throw to first base. I like, the, I like to think my experience in baseball would let me get a hit. Yeah, I don't think there would be any chance. But I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't want to crush your dreams. A texture says, so Roush – South Carolina under six and a half wins is your favorite future bet? If so, I would agree, considering their schedule, it looks like a promising bet. Yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite or not. I haven't. I'll, I'll have, um, there's like a, once we do this week, you have an off week, then it's UK football media days and fan day. And then there's like a wall during summer camp. And that's usually when I'm most in my research and those schedules. And then I come up with a list. But I, South Carolina is definitely in my list of six or so future bets that I'm going to make. Last text says, well, that was a pretty awful day for the Reds in every way. Man, the Reds, they're just never going to win a game again. Was open to but a skip I'm for that sure, one. I'm sure our boy John Spears is going to talk more about that at noon today on Big X Sports Radio. You can hear Scooter then as well. And Mike Rutherford at 3 o'clock should be a fun day on the Big X. A lot of texts we didn't get to. We'll do uh, – and we'll, we'll get to them. By the end of the week, all your texts are going to be read. That's a promise we can make to you. Make sure you're following along. Nick Roush today, Mark Stoops, and the UK Players Talk. You'll have all that good coverage on his Twitter page and over at KentuckySportsRadio.com. This is Kentucky Roll Call. And Roll over. Call. have a great Wednesday. Thanks, everybody, for the text and listening. We'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, never pimping, never slipping. That's how it is. Thank you. All the